Now, as much as I hate to interrupt this episode, I wanted to let you know that if you're looking to improve your life, business, or relationships, then you should check out the Grounded Store. On there, you'll find biblically inspired books, journals, and other resources that God has given me over time to empower his people to live the lives that he intended for them to live. If you're interested and want to check these books out, you can do so by going to thegroundedpodcast.com slash store. Once again, that is thegroundedpodcast.com slash store. And you will even check a link in the description that will take you right there to see these things that God has given us. Now, we got that out the way. Let's get back to the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Grounded. My name is Brian Boyd. Today's topic is what are you planting? Before we dive into today's episode, I would love to thank everyone for tuning in, no matter where they may be. And I truly hope and pray that with this, God will inspire you to continue going after your dreams, no matter what they may be, and that he will allow you to be planted and grounded in the place that you're supposed to be so that you can grow the way that he intends you to. With that being said, though, everyone, let's go ahead and dive into the episode today titled, What Are You Planting? And this is ironically coming from my favorite parable this week titled The Parable of the Sower. And it's the one that was really one of the first parables that I understood, to be completely honest with you. But it's also one of the parables that really describes what our lives are like here on this earth. And while it is very simple in its application, Jesus always finds some way to encompass almost all of life in such a simple example. And that is what we're going to be simply talking about today. And that is where the title came from, everyone. <laughs> you know, because when you think about life as a whole, you know, based on where you plant the actual seed determines what its success is ultimately going to become. And our lives are no different because if we're not in the right environment where we're able to grow and learn and evolve as people, then we may not be as successful as we ultimately intend to be. And it is only by getting into the environment that God wants us in the environment that we can fully grow and learn and do all of the things that we're supposed to do, that we end up inheriting all of the success that's supposed to come our way anyway. And to do so, and to talk about this a little bit more today, we're going to be diving into the parable of the sword. And that is found in Luke chapter eight. And I believe it begins at the fifth verse. So with that being said, going on to read the parable itself, it simply says here in, in Luke chapter eight, verse five, that a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell on thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And as he said these things, he called out, he who has ears, let him hear. At the beginning of this parable, we see Jesus explain the few scenarios with different seeds. OK, and it says that when the seeds fell in different environments, something ended up happening to it. So the seed that had fell into the rocky ground, it ended up withering away because there was no moisture there. The other seed that had fell in there with the thorns, while it did grow up, it was ultimately choked out because of the thorns that surrounded it. But the seed that had fell on good soil, 
the one that was able to take root and grow ended up yielding and growing into something and multiplying what it had a hundred times. So for instance, if this was a mustard seed that was planted into that good ground and it turned into a mustard tree, the same thing with an apple. If it was an apple seed, it grew into a flourishing apple tree or orange tree or whatever tree it was supposed to be. But regardless or whatever it was, the means is still the same because based on that seed being planted in the right environment, it grew to become what it was supposed to be. And in those other scenarios where it wasn't, it didn't grow at all and it didn't take root and it didn't become or fulfill the potential that it was inherently capable of achieving. With this, the whole story is literally surrounded by this concept once again, because as I mentioned earlier in the episode, depending on what environment you grow up in determines what your success is going to look like. And that's why our lives is so comparable to that of seeds, because we have potential just like that seed does to produce things that will end up not just impacting our immediate you know, circles, but also the world around us. And it's only by being in the right place at the right time to inherit the right things that we end up becoming the people that we're ultimately supposed to be. And to break down what this parable means specifically and how it entails to your lives, we're going to be looking down at Luke chapter 8, verse 12. And Jesus actually explains what this stuff means. And it starts right here. And he says that now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, they fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they that hear, but they go their own way, they are choked out by the cares of this world and the riches and pleasures of this life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. So to wrap up this parable and to wrap up the meaning of it, Jesus gives us the scenarios of what happens to all of the seeds. And he begins it first off by saying in Luke 8, verse 11, that the seed represents the word of God. All right. So these are all of the things that God has taught us. These are his principles. These are his values. These are his laws, his attributes. And it is by having this word that we're able to grow and bear fruit. And if the fruit is planted in the right place in our lives, if the word is seeded in the place that it's supposed to be in, in our hearts, then it ends up growing and producing the fruit that it's ultimately supposed to do. And for some people, that may be us even having other believers that we inspire. That may be us creating businesses. This may be us creating books. This may be us, you know, using the word of God in a way that will not only bring glory to him, but it will also impact the greater world around us. And that's exactly what the word of God is at the core of everything. It's literally just a seed that takes root and our lives is reflective of the seed that was planted within us. But there are cases where the word doesn't take root. There are cases where the word doesn't end up being coming as effective as it's supposed to be. And we see those scenarios in Luke chapter 8, verses 12 through 15, because the first one that Jesus says is that, that the one that fall along the path are those who heard, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so they may not believe and be saved. And basically, this is what's saying is that when you go to somewhere, whether that's a church or through somebody else or you reading on your own and you actually discover the word of God, 
you end up not growing in it because it almost immediately goes away. And this could be simply from the struggles that you're doing in your daily life right now. This could be like a bill or something that pops up. This can be your own present beliefs. You know, you being so caught up on there not being a God, you may not receive the message. Or this could just be from like your past traumas and experiences, you know, dealing with people that said they believe in God or going to church and having a bad experience there or overall just having a bad falling out with God. And you and that experience keeps you from believing in him and from those things taking root. And that's exactly what's happening. To be honest with you all, it happens more often than people would expect because there are so many people out there that I know on a personal level that don't believe in God simply because of all of the things that has happened through organized religion today. You know, they don't believe in the church. They don't believe in the people who say they believe in God. And to some extent, if I'm being completely honest with them, like in their situations, I can see why they don't because they went through some pretty rough stuff. But the reality of it is that, you know, when you have that wall up, when you have those experiences and while it may be damaging, they prevent you from, you know, ever receiving God as your Savior. It prevents you from ever following his word and living off of his principles and prospering from those things. And those are the things that will ultimately, you know, for lack of a better word, in some way, shape or form, hold you back from the life. Because while you may have a very successful life, you know, when you miss out on God and you don't have him, you know, like leading and guiding you and showing you the way that you're supposed to go, you're going to inevitably come up into things that you would have otherwise avoided if you were truly following him. And that is one of the things that I've learned personally through my life, because even in the times where I didn't follow God, I remember distinctly getting him things that I know without a shadow of a doubt if he was there and I was listening to him, I would have been able to avoid it. And there have been times where I was even following God and I didn't listen to him and I didn't do the things I was supposed to do. I had got into some stuff I wasn't supposed to get into. And there were things that really changed the whole scope of my life, man. It changed the scope of my professional life as far as employment. Some of them changed my own personal relationships and outlooks of what I believe relationships and all are supposed to be. And other things is just downright heartbreaking and distortion, man. Like it was just rough stuff that just started happening to me simply because I wasn't, you know, grounded in the things that I was supposed to be grounded in. And that's what represents that seed because I've had people that would come in and say, hey, this is a decision that you're supposed to make. You shouldn't go this direction. But I didn't receive that because I wasn't in a place to receive it. And that's exactly what happens to, you know, people in this scenario with, you know, the word of God coming and the warnings and all coming, but you're not receiving it based on those experiences that you've had in the past. To kind of sum up this point and to sum up, you know, this particular piece of the scenario, you know, the reason why most people don't take root in God and they don't take root in his principles. It's simply based on their past experiences and the things that they've endured. And the only way to simply overcome that is to really go in with an open mind. You know, look at God not as this ruler, not as this judge, but to truly, you know, go in on a clean slate and try to discover him for yourself. And when you do that, it changes you know, all of the things that you've had before, all of your previous perspectives, all your previous experiences, all of your previous situations with God. And it allows you to really get to discover who he is for yourself in this moment without anybody or anything, you know, disrupting that. 
Anyway, moving along, we find the second scenario to this parable in Luke chapter 8, verse 13. And Jesus says that, and the ones that the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, they fall away. And simply what he's saying here in this particular verse is that these are the people that do receive the word of God. These are the people that have a great experience with God, but their faith doesn't have any root. Their faith is real surface level. And when times really come to test their faith in their situations, they end up falling away from God and trying to handle things on their own, which in some cases could lead them to getting into a rabbit hole of issues and things that could happen outside of that. And that is a situation, to be honest with you all, is something that even to this day still affects me to a bit because while there are many things that I do believe in God for, there are things like today without a shadow of a doubt, you cannot tell me that there isn't a God and that he does not exist. There are things, however, that, that falls within our faith that I don't necessarily believe in. So, for instance, I've never been like a big like healing person. You know, not that I haven't heard miraculous stories of people being healed, not that I haven't heard miraculous stories of people being restored, but me personally, I just don't believe that stuff can happen for myself that I could look at, you know, part of my body that's like withering away or just in this bad situation, and then I could just declare God's healing over it, and then I'll just be healed. Like, that stuff I just don't believe in, like for myself personally, not that it can't happen and not that God can't do it, but I don't have the faith to simply receive the fact that that's possible for me as an individual. Now, I know that may make sense. It may not make sense, but it's one of those things like, you know, unless it like really happened or I was thrown into one of those situations where it's like I had to believe, I don't think that it would truly take root because some stuff in life you just have to experience. You can't just know or have awareness of it. You have to actually go through it in order to see those things happen. And I can tell you, even with knife and situations now, like when it comes to me making like major decisions on the opposite end, talking about that and going into whether that's like my career or the general direction of my life, I know that based on past experiences and not listening to God, I end up typically going the way that he wants me to go at least 90% of the time because that's something that I've actually experienced. I know what it's like to, to make a decision that's contrary to the Lord or contrary to the things that I know he's telling me to do and experiencing the consequences of it. And it's because going through those things, you know, by myself and actually experiencing those things, it gives me the faith to understand that when God wants me to do something, when he doesn't want me to do it and the things that I should avoid altogether. And I guess that's sort of the better caveats to explain the opposite side of this situation. But I guess to sum up the point as a whole, when it comes to life, you know, there are going to be times where you may not fully believe the Lord's word, but sometimes it's only through experiencing it for yourself that you're able to take root, that that faith in everything that you have begins to take root. And now the stuff that you didn't believe in, however many years or months ago, now you can firmly say that God is doing this and God has the power of this situation and that God can specifically do this for me in this particular time. Moving on, the third scenario here is found in Luke chapter 8, verse 14. And it says that, and as for those that fell among the thorns, those are they that hear, but they go their way and they're choked by the cares and the riches and pleasure of life and their fruit does not mature. To explain this point a little bit, Jesus is simply saying that, you know, it's not that the word doesn't take root. It's not that you don't believe in God, but 
in this particular situation, you know, God and everything that he stands for takes a backseat towards your primary goals in life, which could be riches. It could be wealth. It could be success. It could be what anything that you would have that would be considered personal gain or personal pleasure. And in this particular situation, you know, God's word can't take effect. It can't bear the productivity and the success that it would because your own personal goals and dreams and ambitions is preventing it from truly taking root. And this is something that even in my personal life, once again, kind of bringing it back, this is a little personal episode, so to speak, but it's also represented to the topic because there are many times where, you know, even I've had places where I would put my own personal goals and dreams and ambitions over the stuff that the Lord has wanted me to do. And that is really kind of say even right now in life because with the foundation and stuff that I have and the foundation that I'm working on it took me forever to get to this point where now I'm starting to finally prioritize is because you know at this point a whole year ago and the Lord had dropped it on me I really didn't want to do it in that particular time and it's not because you know the impact that it wasn't going to make it's not because I didn't necessarily believe that I could do the thing and that I could get help with people to to build this foundation but it simply came from the reality of it's not something that I want to focus on right then I really wanted to focus on my own personal business my own personal you know ideas and concepts that I had waited so long to initialize and you know with that happening it could not take the root that it was supposed to take. And quite frankly, I probably could have been so much further along right now with this particular venture if I would have put my own personal ideas and ambitions aside. And honestly, this is a thing that happens with so many people in life because I know so many people that are successful, but there are so many people also, their, their lives are hindered simply because they won't follow God and they won't give their situation to him fully. And when they don't do that, you know, the things that he really wants to do in the direction that he wants to take them in begins to take a backseat towards what they're actually doing. But the reality of that is if they were to give that entire situation to God, they would ultimately end up being more successful than where they are. And ultimately, they would be more fulfilled because the things that they're looking for, the things that they're searching for and whatever it is that they're working on is ultimately fulfilled in the stuff that God has already placed on their hearts to like truly do and to focus on. But for whatever reason, as I mentioned before, you know, your own personal gain or sometimes even your own fear towards achieving something will keep you from living and relying on God to help you do the situation. And that is something that is truly a whole nother topic, but it fits into here simply because of the fact that it's another one of those things that will prevent God from taking root in your life and him really doing the things that you're supposed to do. So to sum up this particular point, you know, as much as possible, as difficult as it can be, try to put your personal goals and ambitions aside in order to fulfill the things that God is placing on your heart to do. Now, there will also be times in life where God will allow you to probably work on your personal goals and dreams and ambitions. But when it comes to fulfilling the bigger role, when it comes to you, you know, achieving stuff for the greater good, so to speak, you're going to have to put your own personal goals, dreams, and ambitions on the back burner in order to fulfill the thing that's coming. And even when it comes to my own personal life right now, that's something that I had to learn. And that's something that I'm constantly learning because, you know, there's a lot of things that I want to do in my personal life. But God told me that now is just not the time. Focus on this. Focus on the foundation. Focus on the nonprofit. And then you can come back to this when the time is right. But now is not the time. And 
when you do that, you have to realize in life that you have to prioritize the things of God over the stuff that you want to do because the stuff that he wants you to focus on is ultimately the stuff that's going to be successful. Those are the things that's going to impact the world and the community around you. And that is something where your heart lines up with you got to go with that 100% of the time. And then when the time comes for you to work on your personal things, work on your own personal desires of your heart, God will give you the window to work on those things in due time when it sounds right and when it has the opportunity to truly grow and become what it's supposed to be. All right, moving along, last but not least, the final, final, final scenario in this particular parable is found in Luke chapter 8, verse 15. And it says that, as for that is in the good soil, these are they who hear the word, hold it fast in the honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. So in this particular verse, Jesus said a whole lot. All right. He said a whole lot. But basically what he's saying is that the people that truly rely on God, these are the people that fully rely on God for everything. They, they seek his wisdom. They seek his direction. They seek his instruction for their lives. And they hold fast, which means they stay unmovable. They stay dedicated to the cause that God is having them. And they're willing to be patient with going through this process. And that is one of the biggest things. It's one of the most difficult phases to be in in life because when you're in this particular phase, you know, you give everything to God, including the timeline of what you expect these goals to be in. In that particular case, it could be, you know, years from now before you even see anything come out of the stuff that God wants you to do, because you may have an idea. It may work two years, three years, five years. God may have you on a 10 year plan. <laughs> but, you know, regardless of the stuff that happens in the timeline that he has you on, you have to be patient and faithful to believe that the thing is going to come to pass and that it's going to end up having the impact that it's supposed to have. And I think that as a whole, it's sometimes hard to do that because, you know, with our own goals and our own drives, you know, there are things that we expect to have done by a certain time. But the reality of it is, is that God doesn't always work on the same timetable. And when your time collides with his time, that's where all of the doubt, all of the anxiety, all of the worry and stuff comes from. And that's why we're not able to be as effective as we are towards accomplishing our goals, simply because we believe that it should happen in the faster time, that it should happen at the time that it's supposed to do. But in reality, everything happens in the time that God has it to. And when it happens on his time schedule, you know, everything will work out the way that it is supposed to work out. And, you know, you don't have to take worry, but the hardest part is just being patient you know, being diligent, being committed and staying committed towards achieving all of these things without having, you know, your own calendar of when this stuff is supposed to happen. You know, this is another one of those things and that is so beautiful about this episode because all of these scenarios, to some extent, y'all, just being completely honest, is something that I even personally fall under at particular points and parts of my life, which is so interesting. But like I said, when it comes to this particular point as a whole, you know, this is where we're ultimately supposed to be. We're always supposed to be dedicated towards the work that God has us doing, no matter how big or small that they may be. And we have to be committed until those things are fulfilled. So no matter how long that thing takes, 
no matter how many obstacles come up, no matter how many hardships that we may have to endure to achieve this thing, we have to stay committed to it until its very end in order for it to have the impact it is supposed to make. And I know that I'm speaking, you know, now to myself, but there are so many other people out there who have like businesses and goals that they're working on right now that I know without a shadow of a doubt, people that are very close to me that are working on things right now and it seems difficult, but the reality of it is that if you just stay committed, you just stay faithful to the Lord, you know, continue to pray and ask for strength and then just stay on the path, it will come to pass. It will be accomplished. It will be fulfilled. But you got to be patient because the promise here is that if you stay patient, if you stay committed, you'll end up bearing fruit worth a hundredfold, meaning that whatever you expect this thing to be at the end goal will probably exceed even your greatest expectations. And God will fulfill all of these things in due time as long as you stay committed to him. But anyway, with that being said, that pretty much more or less concludes this episode. As I mentioned before, this is the parable of the sword. This is one of my favorite parables in the Bible. And once again, it is cognizant of everything that we have to do in life, because in order to be successful, you know, especially with the things that God has us doing, we have to stay committed to him no matter what. And each of those scenarios, as I mentioned before, represents something that will come along our path in life to distract us, whether that's our past experiences with God, whether that's, you know, with us being in certain situations and getting caught up with, with wealth and our own personal goals and ambitions, or if that's us simply not being rooted in the faith, us not being committed and believing that God can do any and everything through the power that works in us. You know, those are all the things that will hinder us from achieving those goals. But it's only through patience, it's only through persistence, it's only through staying committed to the goal that we achieve the things that we're supposed to achieve. And that's ultimately the place that we're supposed to be. And while we may not always be in that space, everyone, because I'm telling you, that has to be, that's a difficult thing, personally speaking. But, you know, if we can stay on that path as much as possible and stay committed to the goal, then there's nothing that God won't be able to achieve through us. And we have to keep that in mind and we have to stay committed to that 100%. But with that being said, everyone, that concludes this episode. I hope you got something out of it. Please be sure to like and follow the Grounded Podcast if you did. And just stay tuned for all of the things that's coming, man. I got so much coming for you all. Like I said, it's going to be an amazing year. And we're going to keep going through these parables and, you know, breaking this stuff down and seeing what we get out of them each week. But with that being said, everyone, I love you all. You all take care. Be blessed. I'll see you all next week. Be In the meantime, though, be blessed, be prosperous, be safe, and continue to be productive and move forward in the Lord. All right? My name is Brian Boyd. Y'all have a great day, all right? Hey, everyone. Brian here once again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Grounded. If these messages have been a blessing to you, please consider donating at thegroundedpodcast.com slash donate. Furthermore, if you're looking for books and journals and other resources that will help improve your life, business, and relationships, please be sure to check those out at thegroundedpodcast.com slash store. As always, it's been a blessing. I truly love each and every one of you, and I truly hope to see you all once again very soon, all right?